If you're a highly driven man, father, and or husband, and you're feeling like you may not be showing up as your best self for your family, for your partner, or for yourself, then this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show is for you. Welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show, where each week you will hear the real world experiences, life lessons, and guided principles that every highly driven man needs to master, their health, productivity, and relationships by sharing conversations with the world's most successful people in fitness, nutrition, supplementation, and mindset. Meet your host, Benjamin Brown. He is a fitness and nutrition expert, consultant to Fortune 500 companies and world championship sports teams, a husband and father of three, and has been helping men transform their physiques, optimize their energy, and own their fatherly mission since 2005. Thank you for joining us today, and without further ado, let's jump right in. Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to episode number 75 of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. Today on the show, I bring on my buddy Taylor Robbins. Taylor has been in the fitness industry for over 10 years, and he started as a personal trainer and a strength coach and transitioned into owning his own nutrition consulting company, and more recently has been consulting for gyms as well as being a full-time general manager for a gym in San Diego, but he loves every element of health and nutrition and fitness, and as you'll hear, he's very wise and knowledgeable about the industry and about himself and his journey. So today we talk about how Taylor found his purpose as a man, as a father, as a husband, by identifying with his spirituality and how that really helped him create more balance in his life, less stress, and really more stability mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. We'll dive into some of the useful biohacks revolving around testosterone replacement, when and if it's appropriate to be used. We talk about why strength training is a crucial element of any body transformation program and why most people, frankly, are just doing it wrong. And then lastly, we talk about why managing our insulin levels effectively is not only the key to better body composition, but improved longevity and quality of life. I think, as always, you guys are going to enjoy this episode. It was really a phenomenal conversation that I learned a lot from, and Taylor definitely challenged me to think a little bit deeper about my own purpose, about why I'm doing what I'm doing, and about who I am, who is Ben at the end of the day without this podcast, without my physique, without my family, without my job, just who I am and what my purpose is. And so hopefully he will challenge you to think the same assuming you find immense value in this episode, then do me a huge favor and leave me a five-star review uh, and a positive review on iTunes and uh, share this with your friends or anyone that you think could benefit because it's the best way that we can get this out to more people to help them make smart nutrition simple. Thanks so much for tuning in. Without further ado, here's Taylor Robbins. Taylor Robbins, welcome to the show. How you doing, brother? Doing awesome, man. Thanks for having me on. Heck yeah. I am, uh, I'm really excited to have you on. You're, you're just a... A, a, a dude who walks the talk. Um, you're a dad. You are a fitness professional. You've been in the industry a long time to know kind of what you're doing. And so I have a lot of respect for you. Um, and just kind of speaking with you in the past, you have a lot of knowledge, but also a lot of wisdom uh, with regard to getting clients great results in all, you know, in a lot of different facets in the industry in terms of fitness and strength training and nutrition and supplementation and mindset. And so it was a no brainer for me to want to have you on the show for our listeners to benefit from. So what's up with you, man? What's been going on? Yeah. So like we were talking a little bit before we started, um, 
you know, still in the industry. Uh, I'm a GM now at a gym. So I was kind of solely focused on uh, online coaching um, with our nutrition consulting company for like four and a half years. Um, and just through a number of different reasons and circumstances that came up, um, stopped, stopped that almost entirely um, and got back into a brick and mortar space, um, but more so, you know, on the business side. Um, so that way I still get to use my trainer hat in the sense of program design and nutrition design and managing and training the coaching staff. Um, but more so keeping my fingers sticky with the financials and, you know, management and business decisions. Um, so it's been really good and it's been good for my family just to have more consistency and routine, um, you know, working for someone else again, which is honestly really nice. Yeah, that's good, man. I, I imagine for you as an entrepreneur, that was a hard transition to make. What were, what were some of the things that you experienced um, kind of internally as you had to make that decision? Yeah. Um, so uh, we probably have to talk for like five hours to actually <laughs> get into the nitty gritty of everything. But um, essentially... I was self-absorbed with my identity wrapped around being an entrepreneur. Um, I think um, my self-worth was based on being able to create and being able to produce income like from nothing and just the game of mm -hmm. it, the, the, like the competition side. I was constantly comparing myself to other entrepreneurial friends and business owners. Um, but basically was operating on this self strength and really forcing things. And that's why it really wasn't working in a lot of ways. Um, I think what I was doing spiritually was manifesting, um, you know, in physically, and, yeah. you know, in life. And so I, uh, by actually reconnecting with my heart about who Taylor is, which is, has nothing to do with, uh, you know, me, my body and like building muscle or, you know, strength training has nothing to do with being a business owner. Um, it has nothing to do with anything I do. It doesn't even have anything to do with me being a dad or me being a husband. Um, and just being able to reconnect with the truth of my identity um, just help me be okay with whatever, you know, God has me on path for, because, you know, ultimately I think there's a purpose greater than ourselves. Um, and that sounds super hokey and cheesy and everyone kind of says that, but, but before I, I think I was saying that and like, there's something bigger than myself and it's leaving a legacy behind me and building a bunch of money so I can give a bunch of money away, which was all mm -hmm. just crap I was like totally just lying to myself um the reality was I I felt like I wasn't worth anything if I you know didn't make a certain amount of money or I wasn't a business owner you know I was under the slavery of an employer uh, was yeah like, right my, my thought process so I'm just um you know it was, it was hard you know because <laughs> it was humbling I mean dude uh, I'm a dad with two kids who are 
three and, and one and a half. And we full on had to move out of the house we, we own, um, put renters in it, move in with my parents. Like my kid had to sleep in the closet underneath the stairs, like Harry Potter status. <laughs> and, uh, I, and, and I was searching for a job and couldn't even get a job for like five and a half months. It was like the most humbling process ever. Um, you know, and just feeling like, okay, I'm a man and a husband and I don't have my crap together. You know, I'm yeah. living back with my parents and, you know, can't, can't make any money and, you know, I'm not employable. Um, and all these thoughts start to, to dwell in your head. And, um, but, you know, because of, uh, like I was telling you off air, um, you know, ultimately because of God and the people that he literally handpicked to like come into my life and help me. Um, that humbling process was exactly what I needed to find my identity again and, and connect with my heart about what life is all about. And it ultimately doesn't matter if I own my own business or if I'm working for somebody or if I'm in fitness or not, you know, it's, uh, so it was, it was tough, man. Um, and again, again, I don't really know like <laughs> where to, to stop, pause or pivot, um, in that I conversation, but, um, it's definitely I, been good. It's definitely been I, good on the other side. Good, man. I'm proud of you. And, you know, I appreciate you sharing all of that and just being open and genuine because I think as a man and as husband and as a father, these are a lot of the emotions that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis of living up to societal expectations, internal expectations of, you know, we have to be a certain way, right? We need to be yeah. strong and we need to be, um, have financial stability to be a provider. Um, we need to be a, a present father which obviously we want to be, but, you know, um, we also need to be emotionally present for our, you know, family. Um, but we can't be too emotional because that's not manly. And so I think that a lot of men and myself included struggle with what it is to, to you know, struggle with kind of finding that identity of who we truly are, who we, what our, what our true purpose is, who we want to be, how we want to be yeah. present in the world. And I can relate to you a hundred percent is, you know, there've been many times over the last, you know, 10 years that I found myself and I have three kids and they're, you know, currently nine, seven and almost four. And I found myself, you know, the middle of the night, two 30 in the morning on the computer, searching jobs, just like, yeah. I don't know where my next paycheck is coming from. And the feeling, you know, that feeling is I will do anything that I have to do to, you know, support my family. Sure. Um, and I think that that's something that's pretty profound for people is, and for men is, is being able to support, being able to be present, but also being able to live your purpose. And I'm curious if you have any advice, and this 
this interview got deep real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it would if you went this way, uh, which I'm but, totally great with. <laughs> but I think that, you know, I, it's really relevant. So I, I'm curious, you know, what would you say to our listeners that might find themselves in a similar situation? And it may look like I have financial stability, but I may not feel like I have purpose or I may feel like my day to day is is literally draining me physically, mentally, emotionally. And you know, what do you say to the men and women in our community that that feel like that? Because that's a lot of people. Well, yeah, I don't want to like over-spiritualize in the sense of like, I don't want to feel like I'm, you know, being prejudiced against people who maybe don't have a, a religious background or a faith. But I think that what comes to mind is like, I think of it this way. We can only know if we're talking about identity, like, okay, so let's use the example of us as a man, like, okay, what is a real man? And what, like, what is our purpose as a man here on this planet? You know, we have hopefully, you know, 85 to hundred years maybe to be here and then it's done. Right. So what's the purpose of that? And what comes to mind is you can only know what you are or who your identity is from the thing or, you know, the person that created you, like we are a creation. We didn't just self create ourselves. And I'm sorry, I don't buy the whole, like we just somehow exploded and randomness created this intelligent design of crazy. I mean, being as someone who like loves anatomy and the human body, Mm -hmm. there's no way it just like, happened like the way that our cells even interact you don't you don't like break up a watch put it in a ziploc bag and shake it up and at a certain point it's just going to turn into a watch again right the the law of entropy is things get more and more disrupted and more and more disorganized so i really think there's a creator and so you're like seeing all the movies of like the robot or like pinocchio and they're they're like they don't know who they are until they meet the thing, the, the intelligent designer that created them. They're like, oh, that's what I am. So I think people like, need to go on a journey of connecting with, okay, find the creator. Like who made you? Because that's going to be the thing that can speak into your identity and who you are. Because um, you know, where there's nothing, nothing about us is connected to any circumstance, right? If, because a man is still a man and he has a certain purpose, even if he's not a dad or mm-hmm. not a husband, um, you know, so it's like, there's something more innate about us that we have to find and connect with. And the only way I know to do that is, is through my relationship with God. Um, so unfortunately that leaves me with no good answer for the person (laughs) not having religious backgrounds or, or a faith. Um, so I don't have any good advice for that person, but, um, for someone who believes that there is a God or there is a creator, um, that's where you have to start. You got to go find, connect with and get spoken word from the thing that created you. Sure. Sure. I, I understand where you're coming from. And I'm personally not, not a religious person, but I do believe that, I believe that the universe works 
for us in multiple ways. And I believe that there is sort of higher, higher power, higher intention for our, for us. And so in within that, why don't we bring it back kind of a little more superficial? First of all, I would love, I mean, would you mind sharing just a, a brief background of kind of where you came from to get where you are today? Uh, as in like professionally or? Yeah, just kind of what, you know, like I said, I mean, you are obviously a very smart intellectual individual, but you also have a tremendous amount of experience in yeah. health and fitness and nutrition and supplementation. Yeah. And you obviously still enjoy living in that realm. Yeah. So... Tell us a yeah. little bit about how you went down that road. Um, well, I was always super into fitness and I was like, I was the weird type A kid. So when I was 11 years old, my mom was like running every day and in an effort to just want to spend more time with my mom, um, I was like, well, I want to run with you, mom. She's like, okay. And, and she was like, well, I'm going to be running a marathon. So I'm like, oh, well, I'll do that too. So I ran a marathon when I was 12. Um, and, you know, and then my dad had me in karate, you know, since I was seven. So I had my black belt by the time I was 15. Um, so I just loved like sports and, and training. You know, my dad showed me how to bench and squat in our garage when I was 11. Um, and I literally haven't like skipped more than a, like a week for the sake of taking time off of training to let my body recover um, outside of that, I haven't stopped lifting on a weekly basis since I was 12. Um, cause I just love it. Yeah. Um, but my actual formal education, my, my degree was in political science cause I thought I was going to be James Bond and like work for the FBI and that didn't work out. But, um, you know, started as a trainer, um, and got into strength conditioning, um, found Charles Paulkin, who you obviously know really well. Um, mm -hmm. Super sad that he's not with us anymore. But um, like just was wanting to cleave more and more information. And like, you know, I get different certifications and stuff just simply so I can make more money at the gym I was training at. But there wasn't really real um, education in any of that. It was, you know, learning from people who are actually in the trenches and you know, um, doing clinical research and, you know, having, um, anecdotal data with, with their clients. So just, yeah. you know, learning from people like Charles, um, John Meadows, yeah, Dr. Scott Stevenson, just to name a few people that I really respect and, you know, have learned from. And, um, and a lot of the functional medicine, uh, stuff has, has been interesting to me. Um, so like I read um, Dr. Laval's book, um, Breaking the Metabolic Code, and I just was like, whoa, this stuff is so cool. Um, <clears throat> and kind of got into that stuff and then understanding supplementation. Um, and then also just kind of fell into more of like anti-aging stuff. It's like so weird. I don't even feel like I'm old. I'm only 30 years old. But it's weird <laughs> how like my body just – it's not even, it's not the same even when I was 25, which is the super weird. I'm like, what the heck? That was five years ago. How much is, can really yeah. change that time frame? Well, but, I got, I got 10 years on you, bro. So yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just wait fucker for another 10 years. And... Yeah. So, uh, so I've gotten really into, in, you know, understanding 
hormones and biochemistry and just like different anti-aging agents as well. Um, you know, I just love learning cause it's like, I still, I still write nutritional protocols for, you know, we've got like 500 people in our gym. So I'm overseeing the nutrition and training programming for all those people and still meet with people on a daily basis. So just like having knowledge and being able to apply that to people to help them because you know, it's the coolest thing when someone comes back, you know, six weeks later, like, dude, I lost 25 pounds, you know, uh, you know, listening to the stuff that you gave me, I'm like, wow, awesome. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible, right? Yeah. It's amazing. Hey brother, are you struggling to find the energy to function at your best as a businessman, father, and husband? I want you to know you're not alone. And sadly, the conventional wisdom these days around healthy eating and exercise that has saturated the mainstream is flat out wrong. If you want to find the solution to optimizing your energy and body composition without restrictive dieting, soul-crushing workouts, or adding more to your already stressful and overflowing schedule so that you can finally function like the man you know you can be, then we need to chat. Are you ready to move from exhausted to energized by working smarter, not harder? Go ahead and schedule your free strategy call at www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up. I'm looking forward to our conversation and enjoy the rest of the show. So, you know, when we talk about working with clientele and, and guys specifically, because you know, that's a, that's a lot of the population that I work with mm -hmm. is, you know, highly driven executive type, type A guys, fathers. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you as well is, is kind of your background is with this type of population. What do yeah. you think are the kind of the big needle movers for these guys when it comes to improving their, their health, their longevity, their lifestyle? Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> what comes to mind is, you know, we, we think of like what guys should be trying to do in the perfect world, which is like, Hey, you should be getting better sleep and, you know, not expose yourself to blue light before you go to bed. And, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know, turn your wifi off, uh, you know, minimize how much phone and email you're doing. It's like, okay, come on with type a guys, especially business owners, it's just not going to happen. They're not going to change that. They're going to continue to travel like crazy shifting time zones all the time. Uh, they, they're going to constantly be in stress. Like it's just the fact of the matter, you know? Um, so what I found that works well with those guys is kind of biohacking around that stuff. Uh, I mean, I even found that in myself, you know, um, because I was telling you, I've been on TRT, um, you know, for hormone um, optimization since I was 28. Because um, I've always gotten blood work and I'm starting to feel weird, um, you know, not having libido and like randomly feeling depressed and like, what the heck, I'm 28, I should want to have sex all the time. Yeah, um, and, and then, you know, the latest blood labs are <laughs> my total test, which people maybe don't have a... Um, a relativity for this number, but I was at 284. Oh, wow. I mean, a healthy guy at 28 should be like seven or 800. At right. Least. Um, so I was like, what the heck? So I went through, um, you know, a three or four month process of um, crazy supplementation, uh, like super expensive. You know, I got with, um, uh, shoot, Greg, who owns Nutridyne. Yeah, Greg and, Peterson. Yeah, yeah. 
And he kind of helped me out with like a protocol um, to kind of like fix my adrenals. And why do you, it, it, I'm just going to jump yeah. in. Why do you think it was so low? I mean, looking back, knowing what you know now. And right. Well, here, here's what I think, because statistically it, the trend is more and more men are like clinically uh, low testosterone or, or hypogonadal. Um, and statistically when that uh the onset of that is coming like younger and younger and younger. So I think it's environmental. I think there's, uh, and there's, it's hard to like with research or data to really draw hard lines with it. Yes. But I think it's toxicity exposure from, um, you know, our, our whole atmosphere is being damaged. Like it's, you know, so even the type of UV uh, exposure, I don't want to put my tinfoil hat on, but you know, chemtrails and whatever is going on with the government, um, you know, totally toxifying, putting carcinogens in our food. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fact though. We we know from research, yeah. that, you know, men's uh, yeah, men's testosterone I mean, levels are going down, men's sperm levels are going down. You know, yeah. like sixty percent reduction over the last fifty years. Or yeah. Like so um, I think it's more so that because you know I did have some concussions and stuff playing football and doing martial arts, so it's like okay, maybe there's some pituitary. Yeah, like a hypothalamus um, pituitary. Yeah, or, you know, I've been kicked in the balls really hard. Maybe it was some sort of testicular damage. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to really draw the lines. But, you know, after trying to get myself where I needed to be naturally, because it was a scary thought to have my test that low at that young because it was only going to get worse. So all that to say, like with helping these guys, I think you kind of have to biohack around their lifestyle because you're not really going to be able to change too much of their lifestyle because uh, that's how they, they earn a living. That's how they like to live. So I think um, drawing up like little hacks for them that will help get them healthy, um, you know, whether that's through a nutritional protocol that's like more fasting oriented. So they just, you know, have to think about a couple of meals a day. Right. Um, yeah. you, know, you know, and and then again, like what we're talking about right here with, pharmacological intervention like as long as it's it's researched it's it's under proper supervision and you understand the compounds that you're using and it's well researched like there's a bunch of really healthy agents out there um, that can help us get through the bombardment of crap that's like in our food and in our environment um, that we just can't shift away from well so what did you notice when you started uh, optimizing testosterone and how are you currently dosing? Because I know we kind of are in some of the similar yeah. groups as far as the, the research updated methodology for really how to, because most, most practitioners, be it conventional or alternative, don't understand optimal dosing <laughs> yeah. for men's hormones. And so yeah. I'm curious, because you're obviously in the know, how are you dosing that and what do you find is working best for you? Yeah. So, um, obviously every person is biochemically different. So you kind of have to go based on symptoms is number one and then blood work to back the symptoms, right? Cause even blood work can be fleeting. Um, mm. it's literally a snapshot. 100%. It's a snapshot in life. Right. So, um, essentially I, cause yeah, doctors, <laughs> they like a, just a general practitioner, the, what they learn about TRT um, it's a one paragraph in all of like their education. And it says that the protocol is 200 milligrams every four weeks. 
of cypionate, which is an ester that has a seven-day half-life. So that means a guy's going to feel awesome, and then they feel like total trash, um, <laughs> and their hormones are going to be all over the place. So yeah, you basically, nowadays, you, I, I had to like research and educate myself. Um, obviously, like get the script and everything from the doc, but he, he doesn't know what he's doing. Like in a respectful manner, he doesn't. So you, with all this stuff, I think we really, because we have access to the internet and I have access to other doctors, um, you know, just being better educated. So for me, I for sure didn't want to use um, an anti-estrogen, which is pretty much 95% of the time a protocol with anyone who goes on TRT. The doctor's like, all right, here's an AI because we got to keep the estrogen low, right. uh, which is ludicrous uh the aromatase inhibitors so these ai medications are terrible for you um and i was you know lucky enough to learn and, and have different doctors explain that research to me um so i made sure to stay away from that and and i just started on the low end at first um so i started at 150 um milligrams per week yeah but i split that into two doses a week um so at the seven day half-life um you know gotcha you know, it'd be peaked at three, but I was doing half the dose every, every three and a half days. Yep. Um, and then I, I slid into, um, and I would just follow up blood work. So now I do 200 milligrams a week that keeps me right at like a thousand in terms of total testosterone in my blood. Um, but I do a daily shot. So it's a micro dose of, um, like 25 to 30 milligrams every day. Um, gotcha. And I do that intramuscular <clears throat> and I don't do an AI or, or anything else. And I, and then I do take HCG, which is human chorionic gonadotropin, which, um, cause we still want to have a couple more kids. Yep. Um, so it just helps keep my lighting cells and the testicles lit up, uh, cause HCG basically mimics luteinizing hormone. Um, cause once exogenous testosterone comes into the mix, your, your body's like, Oh, I don't need to make anymore. Which, yeah. You're in. So when yeah. you're on it, once you're on it, you're on it. Yeah. You're on it for life. I mean, it's like vitamin D. If you stop by supplementing vitamin D, your levels go back down to 25 or 30. Right. You so. know, I, I think that it's a good point though. I mean, and this is a conversation I have with guys all the time because it's a viable option. You know, now is is a lot of the guys I work with have very low testosterone. And they understand that it's it's a product of their lifestyle, um, and you know, like you said, to some some guys, they do everything they can to work it back up with all of the conventional things, you know, sleep yeah. and nutrition and exercise and mindset, and um, you know, some are some some are able to, some aren't. But that's a you know that's a conversation that we have to have. Is some guys are ready to rock and roll, say let's go. Um, and other guys are just not ready to take that step, which yeah. I totally understand it, and respect. It, and it's unfortunate though, because I feel like, you know, steroids and testosterone have just been demonized because of, you know, uh, it being classified as a, um, you know, a banned substance mm -hmm. and, and then all the media coverage and sports taking it as cheating and all that. And I think it's like people have this stigma about it. They're like, Oh, I'm not going to go on testosterone. Like that's, that's cheating. It's like, what you supplement vitamin D and B12 and you don't think that's cheating then? Like it's literally the same thing. You're supplementing something your body can't make enough of. And it's a cheap medication. It's insane. I mean, it's literally for most guys who go on replacement therapy, um, 
it, the medication itself doesn't cost more than like 10 bucks a month. It's like the cheapest supplement you'll ever buy. Yeah. I mean, I think absolutely it's stigmatized. I think guys are um, concerned about uh, just the inconvenience of sure. having to give themselves shots and kind of fear associated with giving themselves shots. Sure. Um, and And then just admitting that they need help you know that they need something that is exogenous right to get them out of what they've potentially or what our environment has created yeah well it's kind of a pride thing again you know yeah. it's like well i'm a man i i can i, I don't need testosterone um, i make plenty it's like no you don't <laughs> and you feel miserable <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's like this weird pride thing too, like you're saying, you know. And on the other side, though, is I think a lot of guys are looking for a panacea. Sure. It's, you know, we'll run labs and say, "Look, dude, you're you're pretty okay. You know, you're maybe four or five, you know, five hundred ish, and you know, it's not high by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not in the gutter." And right. Like throw me on TRT. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, let's you know, I want to, I want to start TRT. Well, that's that's probably not the solution for where you are. Yeah, it's, you know, let's let's actually take a look at you know what you're not willing to, right, to change as opposed to trying to band aid. Dude, you're so right. Um, I mean, and I mean, you probably see like these different forums or groups, guys talking about TRT. Like most people that I know in person that do testosterone replacement still look horrible. Like they <laughs> still super overweight and fat and not feeling the best. And it's because just like you're saying, it's not some silver bullet, but if your nutrition is in place, you know how to train and you're keeping consistent with those, then it does add a, a tremendous benefit. You know, like to me, um, I did 150 milligrams a week, dude, and I gained 20 pounds of lean muscle tissue. Yeah. like six months. I haven't seen that sort of growth since I was 16 years old. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's it, it was yeah. insane. And, and guys were like, Oh yeah, sure. 150. Yeah. You're, you're probably running like 600 tests and running DECA and D ball. Right. I'm like, no, I'm just doing 150 milligrams of test. Well, so, it, it, that's you. Okay. So yes, but also I know you and I know how you train and most people don't train like we train either. Right. right. So let's talk about that because I think this is actually a really important component about male physique development because a lot of guys want to look better with their shirt off. Sure. And I think that's cool. Like I am yeah. all for, you know, we all deserve to feel good about the body that we're living in. Um, but I think a lot of people are getting misinformation about what it takes to actually put on quality muscle tissue. And this is a complete aside from using exogenous testosterone. This is simply about how to train and eat effectively yeah. so that you can, you know, get the muscle and, and the physique that you want, lose the body fat that you want. So what do you think? You know, with that said, what do you think is missing with respect to male physique enhancement? Yeah, I think um, a big part of it is proper education. 
because I think the main source, I mean, you know this, Ben, like guys are so stubborn. They're like, they don't want to seek help. Um, they don't think they need it. They go to the gym because they read something in bodybuilding magazine or, you know, some blog. Um, so the problem is like we have like these bodybuilders and guys who are super jacked and like, Hey, here's my routine. I do shoulders on Monday. I yes. pick five exercises, three sets of 10 rest for a minute. It's the same freaking program that I like literally you go on bodybuilding.com. It's all the same programs. Like what? No. Um, so I think the missing piece is people getting proper education. Cause when you look at, um, studies and anecdotal evidence, um, I found that frequency is king, especially with um, guys who don't know how to contract, right? Because mm -hmm. contracting muscle is a skill. Um, doing reps for reps' sake doesn't do anything. You're, the point of if we're trying to build muscle tissue, now strength training is kind of a, a different beast, but if we're just talking about body composition, yes, like you need to challenge the muscle, um, which you could supply more tension with the same weight, even with like a, a psychosomatically, like what you're focused on, how you're moving, you know, different um, like bones and, and like leverages to create better tension to challenge the muscle. So I think um, because guys don't know how to contract, it's good to have high frequency where they're training, you know, maybe upper body one day, lower body the next, take a day off, upper, lower, and, you know, they're hitting a muscle group three times a week because the neurological efficiency of doing repeated bouts of a specific exercise and movement pattern allows them to get more efficient at it so they get better at contracting um, as opposed to the muscle split of, like, you work a muscle once a week. So, uh, but no one does – no one. you're never going to see in a magazine, like, full body – training which is mainly what i do now like i'll train full body four or five days a week and that's what i have most of our clients on here at the gym well i think yeah i think for body composition and if we're talking about look everyone's busy so it doesn't matter if we're talking about busy guys or moms or whomever is yeah everyone's busy has limited time and so i do think depending on the person that has limited time to get to the gym full body complexes are yeah. very effective. And like you said, repeated bouts. So it might even be the same program three times a week for first couple of weeks, just to, depending on their training age, but it's the consistency that matters most. Yeah. You know, when we're talking about a long-term progression, when we're talking about actually, you know, increasing the size of the muscle or for some people just maintaining muscle or, or creating enough hormonal stimulus to burn body fat is people are looking towards these programs that have no systematic structure or progressive overload or no components that, that are going to continue, like you said, challenging the muscle in different like lever arms in different ways and different positions to stimulate growth. And so when people go and do things like booty bar classes or boot camp, <laughs> you know, boot camp style hip-hop, yoga, booty, ballet, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even, even things like Orange Theory or these boot camp style classes is understanding, yes, in the short term, if you're untrained, like if you haven't been working out consistently for years, you're going to see a benefit. Right. The problem is that benefit is going to stagnate very quickly. 
Right. And so unless you're on a program with some sort of systematic progressive overload, this is what we call periodization, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's manipulating volume intensity over time, then you're, you're not going to see long-term results. Right. Totally, man. So I think, I think that's a, a big thing. And I think the other thing too is like training intensity. Um, and I would gauge that in terms of if someone's going to get results as they learn how to actually do a set to failure, um, which doesn't mean every single set needs to be defined, right. especially for a new trainee. But um, like understanding what that effort feels like and looks like um, cause dude, every, every time I go work out every day, everyone that I see training, they're like leaving at least three or four reps in the tank and then they're, they move away from hundred percent. I'm like, what that you were still warming up, dude. You haven't even done a set to failure yet. What, why are you leaving? Um, so I think that's a big missing piece too. Cause again, like all the YouTube videos of like these jacked bodybuilders and stuff, they can just do a pump set and get blood in there they could freaking look at weights and they would grow. They're just genetic freakazoids. Right. So that's not going to help like your normal Joe uh, stimulate enough like tension and, and like breakdown to see any growth. So I think that's another missing component, which is why they need to train with someone in person um, or, or get the education on, hey, here's what training to failure looks and feels like. Because um, then th- that, that enables the efficiency part of, Hey, this guy has three hours a week to optimize results. Okay, if we're going to do that, you can do one or two warm up sets to prime and yes. then do a set to failure. Done. You've done enough stimulus to see growth. You can move on to the next thing. Whereas most guys, they'll like spend an hour and a half doing arms and they actually didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, no, that's, uh, that's very well said. I just, I invariably is no one trains with the intensity that they should given their physique goals Um, until they, they, it's made clear. This is what it means to train with intensity is, is not saying use crappy form and go to failure every single set and don't injure yourself, you know, but smart, but train hard. Right. Um, And coming back to training age, it's like, someone who's early in their training age and doesn't know how to contract muscle, their ability to go to actual failure isn't going to be as good as someone who is well-trained like yourself or myself um, because we know how to contract muscle. So we, we can still maintain, like if we're doing an, an external or an internally stabilized exercise, you know, like a, like a standing, uh, you know, dumbbell curl or squat granted, some of the compound movements like a squat, you don't really want to take to actual concentric failure, but right. um, you know, s- someone who's early in their training, they're not going to have the stabilization skills and like the mind muscle connection to get to that true failure point without some help guidance and coaching. Uh, Cause they're just not neurologically efficient yet. Right. So, you know, failure to them. But the, the good thing is they don't need as much failure because right, they haven't lifted before. So the stimulus is going to be more sensitive to that person anyhow. Yeah. I think the most important thing is just understanding it's, it, this is a process. It's a lifelong process. I mean, I've been training consistently for 20 years, Yep. you know, and I still have follow a program. I shoot for progressive overload. I train with intensity 
and people, you know, say, you know, how do you look the way you do? It's because I've, well, you know, one is, frankly, I have good genetics, but more importantly is I've trained consistently with intensity, with progressive overload and structured programs for years and years and years. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. You know, we kind of want this dad bod kind of couch to, <laughs> to ripped in three months and it just doesn't happen like that. Right. It takes a significant amount of time. Totally. Um, some, some damn good genetics, some damn good nutrition uh, and consistency to, to do that. So yeah. I, you know, and it's, that's easily lost in our, in our social media uh, rampant world. So. Right. Totally. Cool, brother. Well, let's just, let's wrap it up. But before we do, um, you had talked about, you kind of started talking about, you know, some biohacking tools and we talked about the testosterone. Obviously we're talking about training with intensity and consistency. Um, is there anything else that you throw in there as kind of being a big needle mover from a less than obvious standpoint? Um, I think one of the biggest ones that'll be a needle mover is for, you know, people to understand how to manage their insulin. I think that's like a really critical hormone. Um, because if you can manage that, um, you're going to be able to be leaner more easily. You'll be able to, um, gain muscle more easily. Um, so the body composition goals will, will come more easily. And then also the longevity, like the, the, like mitigating, um, you know, risk factors like, you know, CVD or, or any sort of, you know, like Alzheimer's or, or d diseases that are, you know, going to hang someone's shorts, basically. Yes. I think if, if they can learn how to manage insulin um, through their diet, um, I, you know, there, there are agents that help with it that I think are awesome. Um, but I think that would be the crux of a person's concern so you mean like pharmaceutical like metformin something like that yeah i mean metformin i i like metformin a lot um people who are against you know the pharmaceutical stuff berberine can, yeah, berberine. can have similar effects but definitely not as good to be honest as metformin but the thing is again just like we've said before metformin will do crap for you unless you're actually making the other lifestyle changes with having clean eating eating correctly um, managing carbohydrates managing calories it's not going to do anything for that for a person who doesn't do those things also but for the person who is doing those things also it does have a huge benefit and effect e even from uh, apart from the insulin management it helps with decreasing visceral fat yeah. I mean it's it's pretty amazing medication but um, all that to say, it's just an agent, right? So it's like the, the nutrition <laughs> needs to be managing the insulin more so. That's why like there, I know a ton of super obese people who come into the office. They've been on metformin for years. Guess what? They're still sick and overweight and miserable. So the metformin is not doing anything for them. Um, it only really helps. Just like we talked before, the testosterone is only going to have a great effect if you're also got all your other ducks in a row. Um, so I think just managing insulin as a lifestyle through your food, um, through proper sleep. Uh, and then if you want to throw an agent in there like metformin or berberine, um, then it, it can be extremely beneficial for longevity and for health and body composition goals. 
Yeah, I think that's a good point. You know, one of the worst things that we can do for ourselves from a longevity standpoint is to have massive uh, spikes in blood sugar and insulin consistently, which most people have because it contributes to the aging process, both body and brain, yep. cellular breakdown. And, and so when people talk about longevity and if you're serious about wanting to live a long and healthy life, then you need to do everything you can to maintain stable blood sugar and yeah. insulin levels right now consistently because you know now we're young like you're you're younger than i am but we don't think about that stuff when we're in our 20s or maybe even in our 30s i know you're you're thinking about it now but you're ahead of the curve i mean i wasn't thinking about that stuff very much when i was mm -hmm. 30 mm -hmm. and that's the thing though it's those consistent spikes that really contribute to the aging process and oxidative damage and and, um, yep. and brain inflammation and so to have the healthiest body and brain we've got to get that in, in check which means whatever it means for you from a nutrition standpoint of of you know eating frequently enough the right you know, macronutrient breakdown, whether you're adding elements of fasting, making sure you're sleeping enough, and all of the things that we talk about on this show, all of those help contribute to stable blood sugar and insulin. So I appreciate you, you recommending that. Um, with that said, man, thank you very much for, for coming on the show, for being, you know, honest and open and transparent. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's really good to it's really good to chat about this stuff and hopefully people listening have found some value. Yeah, totally, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. You got it, my man. Um, so thanks again, brother, and uh, we will chat soon. All right, sounds good. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye. Did you love this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show? Then head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a positive rating and review. And more importantly, share this with other men that you know are dedicated to leveling up in every area of their life by learning how to live healthier, more energetic, and productive lives so that they can optimize their health for their family and future. Thank you for listening. And if you want to find out more about how you can work directly with Ben, then just head on over to www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up.